What's up, everybody? Y'all know who this is. This is your host, Brenton Lamar of the in and out Podcast. Man, it's been a few weeks since I last had someone on the pod. The last time we pod, I had my boy Air Green join the pod to drop some knowledge on y'all. And I'm grateful he had the time to chat. So I want to shout him out again. Shout out to my boy Air Green. I hope you enjoying your summer. You definitely deserve that rest after killing and getting all those buckets in China. <laughs> but this week, we continue the streak of interviewing straight bucket getters who played in China this season. This dude, this dude that I'm interviewing averaged 44, 6 rebounds, and 9 assists. <laughs> Man, let me say that again. 44.6 rebounds and 9 assists in this year in China. And he led the CBA in scoring this year as well. Even though he's a walking bucket, he's even a better human. Y'all, y'all definitely don't want to miss this. I promise you, this is a gym episode. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let me introduce my boy, Trey Golden. Let's get in. Let's get out. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Uh, man, I'm joined with a special guest today. Uh, I met him through my agent and, you know, I uh, was fortunate enough to connect with him uh, kind of throughout the years. Uh, when I tell you, man, he's a, a straight bucket getter. We were talking off camera and, he's, <laughs> you know, man, his journey's amazing. I think everyone's going to love this, uh, this interview. Um, and, and I know he's a, I know he's a, just even a better dude. You know, I can just tell the energy he gives off, man. So I'm really uh, appreciative, you know, um, that he was able to join this podcast. Uh, so without further ado, Trey Golden. Uh, so what's up, Trey, man? How you doing, man? How's everything? Hey, it's all good, bro. It's all good, man. Finishing up, you know, a few more days of practice before we head to this third bubble. So yeah. I'm anxious, you know, ready to finish the season out, enjoy the summer. As everybody overseas knows, you know, yeah. it's the, that last little push. So, yeah. you know, I'm there, ready. Yeah. So if people don't know, uh, he's in he's in China right now, man. He's he's killing, man. Man, if I if I did not mistake, man, I saw some on Instagram. You posted that you were scoring 40, you were averaging 41, leading the CBA. Yeah. Is, is that <laughs> yeah. true, dog? That, that's, that's insane, bro. That's insane, <laughs> yeah. You're having a hell of a season, man. I appreciate that, bro. You know, yeah, it's you know it's forty eight minutes, and you know they you know they put an emphasis on scoring, so yeah. it's definitely a little you know uh, catered to us guards who like to get buckets. So exactly. I, you know, I'm just in a blessed position right now. Seriously. No, I hear you, man. We gonna we gonna touch upon all that a uh, little bit down the line, but uh, I first want to just start off, you know, asking you about you know just your journey. Uh, you know, what kind of made you want to start playing basketball? You know. Um, I know you grew up in Atlanta, um, you know, that South. Uh, what yeah. made you, you know, grow up like one to play and who did you kind of like emulate or look at uh, as your idol? Yeah. So my my family, you know, uh, my dad in particular, they just kind of from a young age really was like, All right, you know, you going to hoop. And it was um it was more, it was a natural progression for me. You know, I think early on, I just kind of showed like a, you know, inclination to who play basketball. My dad worked with me, mm-hmm. coached me. Um, and then when I got older, you know, around nine, 10, I kind of, similar to my professional career, I just kind of saw kind of a, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm okay. I'm a little better than the other kids, you know, like yeah. I'm, <laughs> I feel, I feel that I'm all right. My dad, you know, my family noticed it. So I just started, uh, I played the Atlanta Celtics. You know, I got blessed with them and and all my guys. And so we, yeah, man, it just started early. And then I was able to connect with so many people now that are NBA stars, you know, yeah. and we played my whole childhood together, grew up. Yeah. Um, and I mean, from it happened, it was an early age. And um, by the time I was, you know, going into high school, it was just, a natural progression in schools, um, you know, being ranked every summer around this time, every spring, you just start missing school to go to yep. whatever, Kansas, yep. whatever. It was, it was a whirlwind. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, I didn't, 
that was who put the ball in my hands and my dad just been in my ear, you know, to this day, my mom and my dad watch my games late at night. And yeah, you know, even at 30, they still like, you know, <laughs> yo, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I be telling yeah, them, yeah. Yeah. like they over here still coaching me, telling yeah. me how to shoot the ball. So, but it, it was a right. real natural progression for me, man. And it was, you know, all of them and my family super supportive. So it's dope. No, I hear you, man. I definitely understand what you're saying. My parents are still big. They watch all my games, you know, so I definitely get that. And I was going to touch upon, like, what uh, AAU team you play for. Uh, yeah, so you yeah. said uh, Atlanta, Atlanta Celtics, man. Like, that's that's a that's a, that's an organization that goes, and they still to this day, you know, they're nice, you know. Uh, how yeah, was bro. it, you know, just playing at, at such a young age at a high-level, like, competition AAU, you know? Man, it was cool, man. I never um we worked so hard looking back. Um, you know, that kids these days, it's a little different. You know, we we didn't have no uh I won't say gimmick. We just didn't do anything crazy, like we didn't do special workouts, you know, we just hooped all day. Like even my dad, people always ask, like, oh yo, did you what do you do? And I'm like, man, I just I played basketball, <laughs> like yeah. literally I yeah. would play all day. And I mean, I remember it was in ninth or 10th grade. I had Chris Singleton on my team, mm. Howard, Tom- uh, Trey Tompkins, Derek Favors. I think Dexter Strickland came in one time. Lance was on my team. Um, Bro, it was crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I doing it so early, I was so used to really, I didn't realize how, you know, good all these guys were, but, yeah. um, it was just cool, man. And, you know, it had its challenge. You know, sometimes some of those guys are just crazy athletic. And so I learned yeah. different ways for my game. And, um, yeah, man, it's it's a little different now. But when I was growing up, it was just we would hoop. I mean, we, all summer, I just played basketball. Like, Bro, I hear you. That's <laughs> it. Like, yeah, nothing yeah, else. Yeah. It was so – by the time I wake up, like, I, I just love playing basketball. And yeah. we would talk shit. Yeah. You know, like, you know, we wasn't yeah. sensitive. Yeah. yeah. I know. It was just saying. like, and we'd do it. And after, you my dog. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That's just I think about Jordan McCray. Like, we would always talk crazy all the time, like, going back and forth, back and forth. And the game be over. We spending the night. You know, we doing whatever. And it's like, yeah. now, you know, it's a little different. But, um it really helped shape me now to this day where I, you know, I don't, a lot of stuff don't phase me. And, you know, I'm, it's really, it's, it all ends up being a part of you, a part of you, even when you were a kid, you don't even realize it, you know, but it definitely ends up being a big part of you. No, I hear you, man. Like, I feel like that's, that's kind of, I mean, I'm 27, you a little Mm -hmm. bit older, but like still, I feel like now, nowadays kids, they have all these trainers and it's like, I get what you mean, like gimmicky and, and yeah, uh, you know, I'm yeah. not saying I know tra- some trainers are actually really good. You know, the ones I work right, with, right, right. they're really good. But like some trainers, you just see them do some crazy like ten ball handling. Like, bro, you're not going to use ten balls. You know, like I grew yeah. up, I grew up like like going to to the gym early in like early in the morning. My mom yes, may drop yeah. me off at like even in the summer may drop me off at like eight a.m. and I'm in, I'm there till like three. You know, just. Hooping. Right. Like kids right. come, you know, like adults, we all just hoop, you know, for hours. Yeah. So I definitely hear what yeah. you're saying. But is there anybody, yeah. you know, who kind of like influenced the way you play? Like, like you watch any like NBA stars like that? Like, man, I want to be just like him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I grew uh to this day, you know, I, I love LeBron. Um, and I won't say they influenced me, yeah. but as I got older, uh, uh, LeBron and Kobe were my, I was in middle school, like always watching their highlights and stuff or like ESPN. We didn't really have highlights then. But um, then when I start really honing in on guys, I love Darren Williams and Baron Davis. Like I love their ability to. um, So, you know, so you don't I mean, you three years younger, but you were still kind of in that bubble where we was coming up. They wanted you to be. So now it's cool to be what we are, high scoring guards who can pass to when I was coming up, you know, it was you need to be a facilitator. You if you want to play the point guard, you gotta be this guy who can pass. But I love that Darren Williams, you know, in that time with the jazz, he gonna give you 50. 50. And 
still be able to get out, get you, you know, 10 assists, you know, and Baron Davis, like I was always really fast, explosive. So I loved that about them. And so as I got older, um, you know, actually funny story, shout out coach Tracy Webster. I'll never forget. I was in going into the ninth grade. Yeah. And so like big school started recruiting me. I went to Kentucky for a camp and when I spoke with him, I, he asked me, Yo, who's your favorite player? I said, Kobe at the time. And he was like, he just shook his head. I'm like, you don't like Kobe? He's like, I love Kobe. He was like, you ain't Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I know I ain't Kobe. You know, he's looking at me, you know, I was about the same height, mate, give or take an inch. Yeah. And um, he was just like, you know what's going to help you? Uh, finding players that you can really play like, you know, that you yeah. could really – and I remember that was, I was like 13, bro, 14. Like, and I remember I thought about that really hard. And as I progressed through my career, I always, guys that, you know, I could really emulate, I always focus heavy on them. I watch their games. Now I always catch LeBron and them, but I'm, I watch them as fans. You know, yeah. I love to watch the greatness, but I don't, the guys I like, you know, like I really study their games and, and it's ironic years later, my sophomore year, coach Tracy Webster ended up being my coach mm. at Tennessee. And I, you know, I told him that story. He probably don't even remember it, but now to this day, I always, I mean, you know, I watch these guys and now it's more technical because you know, our games are like, yeah, pick, you know, you look at certain stuff. Yeah. So now I pick, pick parts from guys games, but yeah. So I think, you know, for the young kids, the best advice you can give, like I have a son, you know, and I tell him little tidbits, man, find yeah. a guy, you know, if I was 6'8", 270. Of yeah, course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm 6'1", 190. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, can't, I, I can't do with them guys out there. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, man, those, 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 those two that you said, Baron Davis and uh, Darren Williams, man, they was the ones. Darren Williams, especially one of my favorite, just guard. Just how, <laughs> he, like you say, he give you fifty, but bop you up. You know what I'm saying? And he was just tough. He was yeah. tough. And I definitely hear what you say. But um, so I want, I want to kind of you, you touched a little bit about your ninth grade career. You know, your coach, coach. Shout out to Coach Tracy. You know, helping you and everything like that. Figure out, you know, who to kind of emulate your game after and but how how was the rest of your high school career and what like like you said what led you to Tennessee yeah so um it was it was it was really good we won a lot of games um we won I want to say we won the region championship three out of my four years every year we made it at least to the sweet 16 the elite eight um I never I never caught a state championship um and yeah, I, I just didn't I didn't follow that path, you know, like Oak Hill called uh, yeah. Monteverde, IMG Alden was calling when I was, you know, coming up. And um my parents, maybe it's being from the south, you know, my parents was like, nah, you gonna go where we want, you know, where mm -hmm. I, not where you districted, but just, you know, my sister went to yeah. to McKeecher and my cousin. Uh, Morris did, um, Josh Smith went there. So it's like, I grew up in that area in Cobb and I knew the community, the community knew me and my family. And so ninth grade, I started, I started varsity and, you know, we were, we were always really good. You know, we never could get over that hump. And then by my sophomore year, when I started getting a little buzz, our school started getting buzz. Um, and that year we won the region championship and we just kind of started a streak of never losing inside of the region. And so we finished the, we finished my senior year with that, you know, maybe 70, 80 games in a row, but Damn. yeah, we was killing, man. It was, it was a, looking back. It was amazing. In the moment you just like, man, we supposed to beat these dudes, yeah. but yeah, I, I, so my, when I was coming up, bro, I mean, Walton had, Glenn Rice Jr., Ryan Harrow, mm. Wheeler had Daquan Jones, um, Wesley Witherspoon. Man, it was killer. Down point. there, man. Had yeah, some yeah. So when you it was hit or miss after you got out of region play. Um, but it was it was cool, man. I think my senior year I won Mr. Georgia. Um, you know, each year I was able to get region player of the year. So I had a real blessed high school. I 
you know, coaches that pushed me, coaches that knew me from when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and they, it was dope for my school to kind of see. I remember being there and growing up seeing, I don't know if you know, Sharif Cooper, Colin Sexton, those guys, yeah. they were young when I was coming up. And, you know, yeah. obviously kind of bringing to the community, you know, uh, going to lunch, Rick Patino come to, to, to lunch, going to, you know, all that stuff. And so um, my by my sophomore year, I had saw Jordan, um, Jordan McCray playing with the South Georgia Kings. We played him in one of our tournaments and he was killing, bro. Like tall, lanky, you know, mm. skinny, yeah. dogging us, dogging us. And we, you know, we just got to talking on the court, matter of fact. Like, you know, and not no crazy trash talking, just yeah. like, you ain't gonna score on me, you know, yes. you ain't gonna do yeah. whatever. And so I was really close with our program director, Julio. And after the game, I was just like, man, Girl, this kid, we got to get this guy. Like, yeah. he was from uh, Savannah, Hinesville, Georgia. And um, so he started playing with us. So all coming up for those next, all my high school career, we played together. And um, by our junior years, he committed to Tennessee. Mm. I was still going through the recruiting process. Yeah. I had I had committed to Ohio State and decommitted. And um, so... By my senior year, you know, I was down to Tennessee, UGA, Texas, Kansas, uh, and I can't really remember. maybe like USF, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember yeah. the all the schools, but I remember those sticking out. And his parents cool with my parents, and me and him obviously really cool. And I love I love the fact that we pushed each other. You know, that we yeah. was always going to be real competitive. He made me a better basketball player. And um, yeah. So Bruce Pearl was a an amazing recruiter. I saw the mm, I Bruce saw Pearl. Yeah, Bruce Pearl. So I saw my path in Tennessee and um, Tennessee, Georgia Tech, and UGA were the first schools to ever recruit me in eighth grade. Like so, they had I had been talking to them for years, years, man. Like so, by the time I was like 18, 17, 18, it was just like. I knew him, you know, I looked, you know, the, the campus was beautiful. I always wanted to yeah. go to a, um, what's it called? Now, uh, not a party, not what a party. Fans, fan, yeah. Yeah, you know, like a fan. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, College Town, excuse yeah, me, College, yeah, College Town. Town okay. so, uh, Knoxville was that, and yeah. um, they just showed yeah. so much love. So, like I said, I saw my path being, I could play, you know, my freshman year and, you know, that was the biggest thing for me because, you know, I, I had never had to not play. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I ended up choosing them. And um, our, Bruce Pearl was in my house. We did the whole, you know, home visit, yeah. told him I was going. And I called Jordan and he was like, we just, yeah, we ended up being roommates. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, that's it love. Was pretty much how I go. Yeah, so it was yeah. something like that. No, nah, man, yeah. that's, that, that, that's dope. And it seemed like, you know, you had many, many, many offers, man. You you were blessed to 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 be able to have offers from like like you said Georgia, that's Tennessee, Ohio State, like that's that's those are big time schools, you know. People dream about those type of opportunities, you know. Uh, super, yeah. super blessed. Talk to me, uh, talk to me more about you know just your time at Tennessee, you know, uh, playing at the SEC. Um, that, that's well, no joke, man. That's some. Competitive basketball, you playing against Kentucky, you know, yeah. these Clemson, all these teams are that are are, are premier, you know. Yeah. And and you coming in, you know, being the man from from high school and everything, did you have to go through any adjustment? And how was kind of like your relationship with, you know, the legendary coach Bruce Pearl? You know, he's a legend. You feel me? So man, how was that? Sure. Man, it was um Hell yeah, it was an adjustment, bro. Like, it was really rough. It was yeah. really rough. Um, and I was that guy. Like, they say, when I say that guy, I was that guy that really needed time. Um, I was always really good. I was always, you know, so when I got to Tennessee, I had to switch positions. Mm -hmm. I was kind of had been able to float through being kind of like a combo, but more two than one. Yeah. I never really thought about passing. When I got to college, you know, I had Scotty Hobson, Cam Tatum, uh, yeah. Jordan, and then obviously one of you know my best friend now, Tobias, was on it. Like 
Yeah. You got to get these guys the ball. But, yeah. you know, my first day we had first day we got there, put our stuff down at the door. We go play. Uh, we go play open gym. I'm trying to dribble the ball up the court. Dude just rips. Melvin Gomes just ripped me. Dumb. I'm like, oh, shit. Same <laughs> with Keecher no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, man, I was struggling, man. You know, just that transition. Um. You know, shout out to BP, uh, Coach Per. I had a great relationship with him. You know, he he always, I I was blessed. I had three college coaches in college, man, and they always believed in me more than I did, which was wild. Um, you know, I think mentally I was a late bloomer as far as like hooping goes. I think you know they were they always saw so much in me that I wasn't able to really tap into in college. Yeah. Um. But Coach Pearl, I mean, he he gave a lot of confidence to me. And, um, you know, I had seniors in front of me, and it was at a point I had freshman wall, man. It was like a – I hear you. I just – you know, I wasn't – I couldn't – I started well, and I had the talent. I, you know, when I first got to college, I wasn't in shape. Yeah. Like, I was in high school shape. You know, I could go give you 40 in high school, but I remember him telling me, like, you got to get in better shape, and you don't understand that shape. You know, like you, you think you in shape, Mr. Georgia and everything, but everybody, the man, when you get to college from wherever they coming from. Yeah. And I didn't have, I didn't know the work ethic that was needed. Meaning, you know, it's, it's that time spent away. I ain't talking about practice, practice hard enough as it is, but the guys who muster up that, that time past that mm-hmm. are the guys who end up being really successful. Like my, like my brother Tobias, like Jordan, like those guys are the ones, you know, who, we got practice. Maybe they stay after. Maybe they go before. Maybe they up at six. You know, and yeah. I had I had ups and downs of it, but I didn't do it consistently when I was in college. And um, me and Coach Perdo, we still keep in contact. You know, I, I obviously I follow Auburn. Like I, I went to Auburn. You know what I mean? He yeah. he he got uh the young homie Sharif. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I introduced him. I remember I introduced him when he came and he was really Sharif was young. Uh, his older sister Taya was at McKeesha and we and Coach Pearls recruited me. And it's crazy how that all ends up full circle. Yeah. But um Yeah. Yeah, so my freshman year was just brutal. And it was a huge adjustment, you know, uh, going through that mind game. Should I shoot? Should I pass? Mm. Um, you know, all these yeah. different Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey man, let's, yeah, yeah, you you touched upon something I want to get to, man. You 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 said mind games, you know, everybody. You know, oh, even man. college, even sometimes in pros, you know, we deal with these uh, mind games. 100% man. of the pros, too. Yeah. 100%, 100%. You know, it's it's kind of like you think you're over it, you know, in college. But when you get to pros, man, it's, it's probably even worse, low key, you know, because so, it's, it's, it's more it's, magnitude. It's, yeah, it's just more magnitude, money behind it. Yeah, talk, sure. talk to me how you deal with kind of, you know, how, how you dealt with that adversity of mind games in college. And, you know, just you know, the struggles of, of, of just going, dealing with the ups and downs, you know, because we, I, even my freshman year, I kind of had those moments, you know, um, but how did you, how did you deal with those, those type of adversities in college and uh, what, what made you like see it through? Yeah. So um, I had never hit those. When I was in high school, it was always kind of like people showering me with a lot of love. Yeah. And, you know, that's why in my mind you see these guys who went to go to mid-majors and are so big because they are already perpetually coming from, when I say negative, like, I think being a college kid and maybe not going to a high major, you are adverse already. Like, you deal yeah. with adversity, whereas a lot of guys, at least my my personal, I can't speak a lot of guys, I never – it was never in my mind, like, oh, I'm not going to go to a big school. And it ended up hurting me yeah. when I got to college because I did not know how to deal with adversity. I yeah. didn't know how to deal with um, not kind of being a guy that could bully his way around. And yeah. so when it hit me, you know, I, I just kind of at first coward, you know, like, and um, yeah. I luckily, man, I had a great support system. Like my, my mom, my dad, my sister, Tobias was always in my ear. Yeah. Coach Pearl, all my coaches, you know, were instrumental, you know what I mean? in helping me, but I could not 
you know, it was like when I say it was do or die for me, I always was looking at it like I need to be the best. And if I'm not the best, then it's, you know, fuck it. Yeah. Where that's not the truth, right? Like, yeah, you know I what I mean? <laughs> that's just not, you know, it's it's tidbits you can give your son, yeah. you know, when he's yeah. going through it, you know, like, and you like, I can tell you what's going to happen and I can give you the game. For me, I, you know, my dad's instilling me was fuck all that shit. You are the best, you know, yeah, where facts, facts. You know, but the should. reality is sometimes you're just not though. And, but it's okay. You can be the best at yourself though. And yeah. when you're the best at yourself, you actually end up being better because you're you're running your own lane. And mm. um, you know, I went through waves, you know, if I'm being honest in college, you know, I didn't figure it out in college, bro. Like I went through waves in college. Yeah. I went through I went through that. I went through waves where I would overly be brash, overly just kind of be like, fuck it, where you can't be like that. You have to be aware, you know, and yeah. sensitive to what's happening because college is such a team game. At least mm-hmm. it was, you know, now these NILs, these kids can be like professionals because their value is their value where, yeah. you know, overseas or in the NBA, you have a personal value on your head. So. Yeah. Bigger guys can carry, you know, bigger attitudes because they yeah. warrant that. And in college, when I was there, it wasn't like that. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, I learned in college to kind of try and um, block out what you could, but I had not, I was a late bloomer to kind of just realizing the best antidote is just doing you. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's game you can give back to younger kids or your son. But I didn't, you know, if I would have just did me in college, my career would have been way different. You know, yeah, I, and yeah. when I say do me, just be confident and secure in whatever I'm good at. And I'm a yeah. great scorer. You know, I'm a great um, guy who can I can keep guys involved, even though with, with scoring as well. And, you know, I didn't. A lot of it in college for me was I didn't realize my game. You know, I was yeah. trying to be what everybody Nobody else wants you to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so going yeah. to a big school ended up actually hindering me because when you're at a big school and you play three games in a week, a minimum of two is on ESPN. So you hear all that noise, even if you try to block it out, yeah. people are always having something to say. Like, yeah. all your aunts and uncles watch your game. All your friends watch your game. All yeah. your people at school watch the games. Yeah. It don't matter what you do, where you go, somebody going to be trying to tell you what to do. And I never really, you know, were able to get over that mental yeah. battle, you know. And yeah. um, like I say, my coaches were always telling me, I mean, to this day, I, I I I I played for Conzo Martin my sophomore junior year, my best years of college, and he would all he was always so mad at me. You know what I mean? And I didn't realize it at the time until I became a professional. But he would always be like, "You could be so much better," you know. But yeah. I was good. I was an All SEC player, but he he knew that I could be better. But I didn't take diet seriously, and I worked hard, but I didn't work the right ways you know and the guys that did they all ended up in the nba because that's what it takes when you get there because this the bar like the as good as a guy is or as good as a guy is not is better than you that makes sense like it's so little in college it's so little but the guys who get it the guys who work hard the guys who kind of delay all the partying and all that stuff yeah, they end up in the NBA and they nah. end up, you know, like a lot of my all my teammates did. My whole starting five, yeah. yeah. I had Jarnell, Jot, Jordan at a point. Jerron was an NBA player for sure, and then um, you know, Scotty. I played with Scotty my freshman year. Tobias, obviously. So yeah, yeah. And those guys, they asses on for sure. No, nah, I hear you, bro. Like I, I definitely understand what you said. Like mental, man. That's all mental. And That's I want to, I want to, I want to touch a little bit upon, you know. Your uh, you, you transfer, you went to Georgia Tech. Yeah. How was that going back to the crib, man? Like, imagine go playing, you know, at a ACC in your at your at your crib at the crib, man. How was that experience? It was dope, man. It was dope. It was amazing um, to be there that last year and be around so many people. Yeah. Um, that I just grew up around. It was amazing, bro. Um, you know, I wish we'd have more success. 
But it was dope just walking out of practice, like, man, I this, this I'm is my city. Yeah. Know? Like, I'm home, you know? <laughs> um, and it was an amazing experience, man. Um, totally different from Tennessee, you know, at yeah. Georgia Tech. It's big time, but for sure that they put more emphasis on you know academics and stuff like that. Whereas at Tennessee, Tennessee does too, but at Tennessee is more like um, you know, you know, sports rule. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sports, you know, we we trying to make sure we win and different experiences. But I, I got to meet I got to meet another great group of guys, guys that I still keep in contact with to this day. So it was it was both dope. Seriously, yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool, and. I want to transition to, to professional life, man. You know, you, you, you went through college. You, you even though, you know, you said that there was moments you had your downs, you had your ups, you made it through, man. Talk to me about just first steps of what you want to do after. I know you, everyone wants to play in the league, but did you ever think about playing in Europe? And how was that? Like when you first played in Europe, how was that experience just adjusting to, to the culture and basketball and everything? Yeah, um, yeah, man, I definitely thought I would get, you know, a little bit more NBA looks than I did, yeah. and it did work out for me. You know, I had, um, I was a guy who didn't really understand the agent situation, how you need a good agent, and that if you're not going to be a lottery pick, that a lot of it is your agent putting you in positions to be successful, yeah. you know, so um, my first two years were mirrored in that you know i was um i had an agent place me in finland and um i went out there it was an awful situation you know what i mean i, I they cut me you know what i mean and it was three weeks in i was like staying in like a little storage room mm. and it was you know it was just crazy you know i i didn't know the game um or what was needed and that's when i was like man maybe this you know i don't know if this basketball stuff is for me you know and i just went back home spoke with god you know and was like nah this ain't how i'm going out you know yeah. and um next thing you know i ended up coming home and same agent got me a deal in cyprus and I went to Cyprus, you know, I worked my ass off for the next seven months, eight months, you know, and I was ready when I got to Cyprus and it was growing pains, man, just, yeah. just slow. Right. The game was slow and I was, you know, used to, you know, wanting to do the thing. Yeah, it was a grind. It was little money. Um, I think I had a roommate, you know, the room, the little houses were yeah. terrible. Um, oh man, I got stories for days. I was lucky though. I, I met one of my best friends, shout out my nigga, uh, my guy, excuse me, Rick Pat. And, um, we grinded through it. I, I, you know, I had realized when I first got to Cyprus, you know, I can't shoot as good as I thought I could shoot. <laughs> so I couldn't hit a shot, you know, and I could get by everybody. Yeah. I could finish the rim. Yeah. But, I could not shoot. So yeah. <laughs> in Europe, <laughs> like it's not even like I don't even mince words. Yeah. I could not shoot. Like yeah. I was not a shooter. Yeah. And I had ups and downs in college, but you know, like I say, it was always, you know, some games I'm hitting, some games I'm not. I accepted it. As a professional, it don't work like that. Yeah. You know, so I had to work on that. You know, while we practice, after we practice, before we practice, you know, I'm working on my game and I had to get tremendously better. Luckily in Europe, you got two practices every day with a lot of time to do it. And by the time the middle of the season came, I was a much better shooter and I played well and um, I switched agents. Um, you know, the agency you with now and the rest is really history, man. It was just like, I went from there to A2 Italy. Yeah. And shit, even when I got to A2 Italy, another, you know, every year I think you have growing pains. You know, right. I don't think it ever goes away, yeah. right? It gets it gets a little easier, I think, by your fifth, sixth year because you know what to expect. And, yeah. And them first few years, you know, learning, you're going to always have the domestic guys who, you know, this is right. their shit. 
This nice. is their team, and you gotta navigate them. Yeah, in, in Europe at least, you know, and yeah, a little bit in China, but the game in China is more like the NBA, meaning like the way things are structured. Like, yeah, they want you to eat, they want you to be the you best, know, the best. Whereas in Europe, you know, you gotta be in within the team, within the team, similar to college. Yeah, and yeah, so. Yeah. Being a scoring guard, I always, always had to navigate that every time I went anywhere, you know. So, you know, but when I first got to Italy, I think I started the year like two for 25. So I'm like from the three, can't shoot again. So, you know, I had to really work on my game. Like, yeah. And I think and it's so funny, man. Now, like, guys will hit you, like, uh, it, it was just a struggle to get here. Like, it was yeah. so many days, even in Italy. I remember agents are hitting me like, you're perfect for A2 Italy, man. Yeah. Like, you're going to be here your whole career. And I'm like, yeah, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> I got bigger goals for my son, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Italy, then I went to France. And that's when, you know, I, we were talking off camera, I start kind of realizing, like, yeah. all right, hold on, these guys – I'm better. Yeah. yeah, these guys like that. Hold on, you know the guys you hear about. You like, uh, yeah. Hold up, hold up. And it was another solid year this year. Though that was my first year that I really, skill wise, I had felt like I had made a real big stride and push. Like I was starting to really understand the game better. Yeah, I was able to play what I was comfortable playing, but still my teammates getting involved. Um, and that was my most grueling year. France is long. France, mm, is maybe the longest in Europe. Oh my Jesus! You practicing Trust all me. the time. August, and so August to, to like late June, right? So I got back. I got. I left August fifth. Got back beginning of June. Like it's Jeez. crazy. And, uh, I came back, foot was all, you know, I couldn't even move. Like, I just yeah. was tired. And, um, yeah, and that was, like I say, that was my, probably my best year up to date as a professional. And um, that next year I went to Russia. Shout out to you in there now. Yeah. And uh, that was another grueling year. Yeah. The city was city was tough. Um, yeah. I had, you know, when I first got there, first big deal I ever really signed. And, you know, they wanted to cut me, you know, mm -hmm. first couple of weeks. You know, they were like, I had Mackenzie Moore, Perrin Buford, my guy David Kravish, Trey McLean. Mm -hmm. We had a great team. Yeah, squad. We had a squad, bro. But, um, yeah, they, you know, it go back to college. They wanted me just to pass the ball. Yeah. And I score. Yeah. And, you know, I can pass, but. My pass, I'm the guy that my passing is, you know, predicated on me being able to score, not like passing, then score. Yeah. And, you know, they just, because I, because my career trajectory, a lot of times, you know, I just get counted out because, you know, I started in Cyprus. You know? Yeah. So they look at other guys at that, up to that point, at least, they were looking at other guys kind of like, you know, these guys are these guys, you know, and yeah. you're here to facilitate for and yeah. you know it was back and forth and i thought i was leaving it's like you know they came in one day after we lost like golden we pay you all this money and this is what we get you know <laughs> yeah and, uh, yeah oh shout out my guy jackie carmichael was on the team too for like a month that's my guy we still keep in contact yeah. but um yeah, so I thought I was leaving. I wasn't able to really, you know, I wasn't first couple, first what, month and a half. And yeah. it all kind of rounds itself back out to, you know, I had to tap into that mindset. I'm going to go out swinging. Like, I just play my game and they start rocking with it. Yeah, And I ended up having another, you know, really solid year. And that was the year Then I really was like, all right, like, you know. I'm here. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I, I look around and I don't, you know, you say better than me, ain't that much better than me. You I know, feel you. I feel you. I feel you, bro. Hey, hey man, like this shit. He, nah, nah. Because you know, yeah. it's you know that in in the VTB, everybody know you playing Onyx and Onyx had 
Eric McCollum, Jamar Smith, yeah. Chester at the time, and Nando, Sergio. Yeah. And, you know, those are all – those dudes are killers, man. And yeah, it's yeah. – um, man, the whole league. NFC that year had D'Angelo Harrison. You know what I mean? Yeah, the squad too, yeah. Hey, so you playing against everybody. everybody. Yeah, like this – every night. Everybody. Even if they don't, you know, like kind of bottom of the barrel, like they, they there's some talent out here, man. They're cold. They're cold. Yeah, and so. so for me, like I say, bro, I just had got to a point, and not just that year, France. And so I just had been working and working my head down, and I had really, you know, felt like it was, you know, it was getting, you know, yeah. where I was becoming a guy where I felt like I could compete with anybody. And um, that year, my agent kind of broke off, did his own thing, network sports, and yeah. um, I went to Turkey. And you know, this year in Turkey, I had a, an amazing squad. All of my guys, I had a Dwight Hardy, Juwan Johnson, Sean Arman, Cam Clark, Ango Matheon. Like, we were just, you know, and it was an amazing city. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, I was, you know, even there, growing pains, but I was just blessed to have those guys. I, it was so easy playing with them because they all so nice. Thanks. Nobody can really pay attention to you. So I'm just like every night I'm just coming out to slide through high 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like nobody paying attention to me no more. Cause yeah. Dwight on the the wings, Sean on the wing. Yeah. You know, and that like you ain't you can't even think about me. I'm just, you know, whatever. Thanks. Thanks. You know, it was just a dope year. Istanbul was amazing. Yeah. Nah, Next thing you know, I was able to, you know, slide into China. And, and before before we get into China, I want I want to just just talk to you just about kind of you know you you dealt with a lot of like you said like growing pains, man, and I I deal with those to this day, you know, and I'm sure you yeah. still deal with some growing pains, but it gets a little easier as you get older, man. But what are some sure. of those things, you know, as a score, you know, you. You we, like we talked about like you. This is what you do. You score the ball at a high level. You know how do you kind of continue to stay in the moment when things don't when shit don't look good. You know when you know you start off the game and struggle, or you guys take a couple losses, or you know when you said you know you went two for twenty five to start. That doesn't mean like like yeah. you can't shoot. You feel me? Like I get right. it. Cause I've been through the same thing. Like. They don't yeah. mean I can't shoot. It's just damn, motherfuckers ain't just making b- baskets. You know, it's just it is. What You're it is. hitting them right now. Yeah, I just. <laughs> so how do you deal right with that? Um, <clears throat> I mean, bro, I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a heavy reader, and I be going back through my books because you know sometimes it's like getting your jumpers up, bro. It's refreshing myself, and I always, I just always remind myself, like, you know, the thought process, like. If I don't believe in it, I can't really expect you to believe in it. And I really, I'm, you know, I'm a very, I won't say streaky, but I may have a game where I, yeah, in the same game, I may miss four or five straight, but then in the same game, I may go five or six in a row. And knowing these things about myself, I think the best thing is just always realizing, you know, that I forget everything and I've trained myself to do that good or bad and it helps me to get big games because I just get like in the game I'm not thinking about that I just hit I'm 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 straight off my feel and how I you know how um how I'm rocking within myself so it's like I never try to like damn I just hit three in a row let me just shoot this one no like I come down I'm feeling it I may pass like I just really do instinctual things and you know I've worked really hard to give myself that confidence in myself because you know it's hard man being a scorer is hard especially when you had a ball all the time you got to keep everybody happy you know like and you don't want guys to stop playing for you because when you that league guard you need your big you need your shooters you need whoever you playing with and i always just you know i'm shooting it if i got it and i'm not hesitating you know if i got an open shot like in europe you gotta open gotta shoot it because for one, sometimes you never know when you're getting it back in Europe. Nice. And another thing, you know, I think people really are, you know, people mirror however they um, if look at you and feel like if you just like 
missing and missing and you kind of cowardly about it, they going to think like this guy just can't shoot, you know, like yeah. that be that don't even be true. You just be in a, right. you know, you be in your, you know, your head because you like, damn, I, I know I should be yeah. you missing a couple of shots, bro. You know, you should be making those shots. You work right. hard enough. Right. You are a great player. You know that. But it's hard because. You know, you're in that mix of wanting it so bad, disappointment and yeah. whatever. You know, guys just I've been there, you know, about to get cut. Who knows what's really going on? Yeah. Maybe your girl on you, y'all just argued. Thanks. Your mom and dad going through it's so much stuff and being yeah. overseas sucks yeah. because in the NBA at least, in my mind, they give you so much leeway for what happened on your mental. Mm -hmm. Like it'll be like, Oh, you know, this guy is uh, you know, going through it at home and they making all that money, but they still are able to get the man, over. They, nobody cares. Yeah. Like nobody cares that like me, I ain't seen my family in five, five straight months, five and a half yeah. months. You know, like nobody cares. You still got to perform. I did it last year. I ain't seen him for seven months. Yeah. You know, like nobody cares. And I just, I really just have developed such a, I'm going to get it done. And yeah. if I have a bad game, I'm coming back the next one on fucking fire. Excuse my language. I'm coming. Nah, you good, bro. You know, like I'm coming like like a killer. Like I'm just yeah. I'm relentless, bro. Like I'm gonna shoot it, and I'm shooting it every time I'm open. If I get taken out for it, you know. So what? So what? Yeah. I love. I love. Yeah. Like, I love more, it. more power to you, like. But nice. when you put me back in the game, it's going up. <laughs> like it's not in a bad way, but just a. Just so you know, I, I really work hard. I know what I'm good at. I know my strength. And I know that for as much as I can give you 50, I can still give you 20 assists, you know, yeah. and I can still put guys in positions to be successful from the point guard position. And I can play with you and you get the ball and I can help you get your buckets because they're going to look me dead in the face. And if you pass me the ball and I'm open, I'm shooting it. You know, and a lot of times you play with guys, they don't ever want to shoot the ball when they open. I can play with other guards because if you give it to me and I'm open, I'm gonna make sure I knock their head off. Yeah, yeah. And nah, I hear you. Know you. What I mean? So that's my mind. But the, but but that's that's the way you know you gotta be as a scorer. Like you, you gotta have that like that that forgetful mindset because if you are, bro, you're gonna you you're gonna you won't be yourself. You'll be a shell yourself. So I definitely yeah. hear what you're saying. Like that's, questioning what you should do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, cares, man? man, I want I, I want to transition to kind of we're gonna kind of uh, wrap this up a little <laughs> bit, but I want to transition to the to the, the 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 your transition to China. You know how was that just playing in China? And you know we talked off camera a little bit about you know how's everything going, but you know what are some of the differences you see from Europe and China, and you know just culturally and stuff like that. Yeah, my transition. Um, I first got out here last year, quarantined, and uh, it was for 21 days. Mm. And that's you know, that was last year I thought was one of the toughest experiences, but this year I did 30, 35, mm. and it was it's tough, man. But um, yeah, man, like being a scorer in China, um, being a scorer and coming to China. You know, if you can get buckets, man, it really fits you out here. And, um, you know, you have other struggles that you have to, you know, deal with. But I got out here the year where only one import can play. So um, it's 48 minute games. But, you know, I was at first, you know, maybe playing like 20, 25 minutes and you got to get to it in 20, 25 minutes. And um, it's very different from, you know, Europe. Europe is... Yeah tactical europe is every game is strategic you know strategic exactly bro and so out here the games are tactical and strategic in different ways you know yeah. it's more free flowing it's more up tempo um and then only one import on the court makes it you have a huge target on your back so you go in the game and guys may you know whatever you know you're, you're the other teams just main focus you know you yeah. don't have Dwight Hardy Jawan Johnson yeah. you know you, it's you. Yeah. and so it makes it a little tougher than I think guys put out uh, understand when they come over here and they're thinking it's just like I'm just gonna catch the ball and score but now nah, these guys are tough they physical yeah. and they don't want you to score so when you <laughs> like 
Hey, it may look like, you know, you see guys getting big numbers and like, man, I was like that. I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to get out here and, you know, I'm going to kill. Like, nah, it's like you get out here, you got to work hard and you got to yeah. be in shape and you facts. You can't, you, and you cannot be shy. You know, like you, you got to yeah. get some buckets, man. Yeah. Like, and not no bad buckets, not no, you know, ugly, but like they want you to score and, and score the right way so it's um it's definitely been a transition um but it fits me it fits the scoring guard that i am and mm-hmm. you know it's been a big blessing man it's um yeah russia turkey man it changed my life and you know china obviously changed my life so i'm yeah. i'm blessed to be here and um you know it has its challenges but you know it's it's definitely one of the best places to be i think if you're not in the nba yeah no i hear you man like i i I definitely know that it's a league where like you said you got to get buckets you know jamal franklin one of them he from he from san diego or he's not from San Diego. right right it's my guy yeah Yeah, he's trying to go san diego state and you know i know he a bucket too you know like oh man it's just six six into it long euro step i'm like damn you know how he is you know he has that like that 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 fucking mentality you know like oh man but you gotta have that you know like you gotta have that kind of mentality. he's a perfect example jamal don't jamal don't give a fuck you know what i mean but it's in a good way like good way yeah of course yeah exactly it's a it's a fine line you know and i think that you have to find whatever works for you. You know, like for me, it works because I'm not even an asshole with it. It's just yeah. you put me in the game, like, and I get that ball. Like, I have no hesitation whatsoever. And if you want to put me, you know, like, show me how many times coaches put a guy down who is out there coming off a of screen shooting. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Making good plays. Like, they don't ever do it. Is if. The guy looks unsure of himself. They take him out for sure, but you could take me out. I miss a few. You're going to put me in another time, and when you put me in, I'm shooting oh it again, I'm you know? But, back to it. Yeah. Like, if you – I love like, it, man. What can they do, right? Like, yeah, we yeah. already here. We already professionals. Like, they don't – if it's right. not your cup of tea, it's just not your cup of – you know, it's not the right team for me. But yeah, I definitely hear you. I've I've been blessed to not be, you know, like I say, in those situations, yeah. especially in Europe because in Europe it's just not – I think now Europe's changing a little bit. You see guys yeah. like get way more buckets than when right. I was there a few couple years ago. Like, and when I would play with places, you know, at first they would be hesitant with me. Then they just kind of were like, you know what? Fuck it. Just go, you know, just go, go. Strike. <laughs> <laughs> just go score. Like, it's like, at the end of the day, like, I'm not hurting the team, you yeah. know, like, and I'm able to also. I'm a threat because you know I'm trying to score, so you got to stop me. Now I can dish to the big. I can hit these shooters. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it works. And Jamal, the same. Jamal, get you 20 rebounds, 20 assists, 40 points. 40 like, points, some sick stat line, man. Some yeah, sick what stat. can you do, right? You can't, and you, you can't. be putting up those stat lines too, bro. Like, what oh, you have, 51? Uh, 51 in like 10? My, my, yeah, yeah, I had that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I played a couple games out here, dog. I mean, you know, it's, you get in the rhythm. We play every other day. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I talked to Eric. I talked to Eric about uh when I had Eric yeah. on my pod. You know, how was it scoring 82, man? Like it's it's really sick to score 82 and but even 50. When you get up there, like it's it's really I don't sick. know how the <laughs> I you know what I do know how I played against him a few times. He's a killer, but he's a killer, bro. He's a killer. Oh, hey, man. but you're a killer too. You're a killer crazy. too. Kill, you're a killer too. Yeah. Y'all both are yeah. some. I don't know killers. if I get 82. Though. 82 is like. Man, I think you can, man. It's think. sick, though. It, it is. But uh, I want to transition to kind of, you know, kind of lighter questions. We're about to uh, wind down right now. Um, you know, uh, so first question. These are fun questions, you know, uh, top of the head and everything like that. Um, what is your favorite country that you played in or visit? Istanbul. That's Istanbul. Not, why you say Istanbul? Even, I know, I know why, but tell the people. Why. <laughs> Istanbul is just man, it's like New York. It's amazing. It's so Energy. fun. Yeah, you can go out. Um, the food. I remember. Oh my god, making all that money and just chilling, bro, bro. And it's it's not even. Ooh. It's cheap. Yeah. Man, the club, the, everything yeah, is yeah, so yeah. fun, man. It's 
you be you be in practice ready to get out of practice. Facts, facts, man. facts. City, city college. Like, God, Dwight would go to Zuma every day. Like, yeah, be yeah. like, what are we doing after this? Yeah, we're going to <laughs> that's funny that's funny and 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 i want to ask you let's 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 go back a little bit in china man like culturally man how how is it for you off the court you know because i heard some guys struggle living in china you know for me i don't eat seafood you feel me so that might be that might be a big problem if i ever went to china you know so how was that for you like culturally in china living in china and and you know, seeing the fans, I heard the fans crazy too, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, my two years, bro, I've been in the bubble. Yeah. In this COVID bubble. So, mm. um, I have not really experienced yeah. China to the degree that other veterans have. Yeah. Um, I play in the bubble. So, I always hear about how fun China, you know, is going to be once they go, once the league goes back home and away, hopefully next year. Um, But, you know, when I'm out, when we have these little breaks, it's, definitely different you don't feel as i mean it's definitely there's no nothing to be worried about you just you know i you you find a certain level of comfortability in these in like a istanbul for instance Thanks. but here you don't have a car you're living kind of more in a hotel because mm-hmm. you're traveling so much usually they, they just kind of put you in a hotel um and when you go places like you know when you're playing in istanbul or these countries like like it's turkey but they still know english you know here you know it's not that it's hard to but most people don't speak english you know regularly so you just kind of got to figure your way around it takes a little bit of time and figuring you know what you know what works for you and everybody different some guys like to go out more i'm more of like a guy like i i don't mind during the season just kind of like putting my head down getting through it yeah other guys who like to go out, you know, it may be more of a struggle because, you know, you you might not be able to find the a hip hop club. Yeah. yeah, you know, like I hear you. out here it's not really like that. You can find some good red, but you know, most guys in this over it's the guys I know, you know, they'll do the overseas thing and the club or a nice lounge, hookah is your outlet. Out yeah. here, you know, at least in my city, it's not that much to do. So if you're if you're trying to do that, you know you, you know it's gonna be rough, you know. But yeah, for me, I hear you. Facetime, you know. So no, I hear you. So so yeah. So speaking on like just different, you know, type of energies, cultures, and everything like that. Have you ever experienced something like you know how you hear some of these derby games where you got Panathinaikos versus? Olympiacos and the fans go crazy. You played in Turkey too. So how was that? Like, like, have you, do you have any crazy stories where fans did something to you or, 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 or even off the floor? You know, I heard some, 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 a couple fights be going on in, in Istanbul with some people because you know how Turkish people are sometimes, you know, they, they good people, but you know how it could be. Yeah. Did I ever have any crazy games? Um, or off the or off the floor, off the floor. Oh, that you. Could, I can't yeah. say I had any crazy fan games. I know, and I guess this is something you know about too in Russia at Avtador. Um, <laughs> it's funny to say this. I just remember um, at Avtador, like walking in a game before and just seeing cigarette smoke <laughs> all in the air. And after the game, it, I don't think it was intentional, but we had lost maybe a game we should have won. Yeah. Somebody like flicked their cigarette down, you know, and like it got on, like it burnt me. And I remember at that moment, just kind of being like, this is wild. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, and I know people have said stories similar, but it really, and I didn't react like it wasn't something that made me mad. Yeah. It was just like unbelievable, like yeah, to yeah, think yeah. like it's happening. I, but I do remember. I mean, I'm talking about it was so much cigarette smoke in the air. You just like it. You know how cigarette smoke when you're yeah. trying to like play is like it's yeah. in your. <laughs> that shit, that shit, it should be hitting a little different. Like, what's going on here? Hey, what is, what 
past this right now. Like, and um, that's kind of my crazy story. I mean, I've had fans, you know, the N word and stuff, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't even get caught up in it, bro. Cause yeah, yeah, you know yeah. how they are. They so up and down. You they doing so, well yeah. at the when you yeah. doing bad, but I don't have nothing. It's too too crazy. No, I hear so, you. I hear you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's about it, man. I wanna I wanna ask you one last question before we get off uh, the pod and everything. But uh, you know, what's some advice that you would tell your younger self right now um, that you wish you knew that you tell your younger self? Yes, I wish I knew. Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, believe in yourself, trust yourself, and have you know. Let all the, you know, don't worry about partying. Don't worry about all that stuff. It'll come in time and honestly work your ad, like really focus on basketball, really. And when I say focus on it, like really don't think that you better than you are, you know, like really stay in that, that mindset that I can get better because you can you know, and don't let yourself believe just because you're playing well or you can always get better. And those are things that I would tell my younger self. And no matter what, no matter what anybody say from your dad to anybody, believe in yourself. Just believe in yourself to the core. Believe in yourself, you know? There you go, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate you taking the time, man. It it honestly means a lot just join the pod and I like I said I know my listeners gonna love this so uh with that being said man we out appreciate y'all for listening uh